With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. Thank you. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. What must that do? Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. That's my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, my dangle. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Ready! Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Mugga Make United Great Again. Um, we've got uh, a couple of guests. It's going to be a small one today. First, we've got uh, Sasonia that hasn't been on yet. Dwayne, how, how are you doing? What's going on, brother? I'm good. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, and also, we've got uh, Mariah, fresh off his uh, 10 out of 10 performance on the d- d- Discord. Hey, how you doing, man? Um, honestly, it was I was just saying to you guys, it was my anger at the, the win against Everton that really fueled that rant against Lewis. And then you add Arsenal getting battered by Villa and yeah, 
Yeah. Just, yeah, we'll get into it, but I just, yeah, I just, I'm in a weird space with United right now, man. I mean, I could tell because I was actually going to message you that I've never ever seen, seen you like, like, like that before. <laughs> yeah, I, I listened back to it. I said, nah, this guy's sick, man. There's got to be something wrong with me still. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so before we get into it, uh, obviously, got I got to go through the usual things I usually go through. The Discord. I've been telling you for weeks, man. If you missed that, from what Mariah done to Toulouse after what those Arsenal guys have been doing this past week, dirty gut. Dirty guys, but that Discord, when it's the live match and one of the big guys are being pammed, you love to see it. You 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 have to join up, and I'm glad they had that preview there on the main pod yesterday. And our Patreon, uh, yeah. Personally, I just need to eat. I can't lie. I just want my money, bros. So I can't lie. You you gotta sign up. There's exclusive content there. Pop pop watches always. Uh. I'm not going to be doing the preview for the Istanbul game. I can't lie. They're, they're boring. Um, but there, there, there'll be some more stuff coming up. Uh, we, we will have a top 30 coming and there'll be more previews, more ta- tactical analysis com- coming from me as well. And finally, the YouTube. We're, we're not doing a live this week, but going forward, hopefully we'll be doing it more often and as usual, on Wednesdays, with our pretty banner with our names underneath, there's going to be the uh, visuals coming out. So tune in if you're more of a more of a watcher rather than a listener. But yeah, let's get into it. Let's forget about the weekend for a bit and let's talk about the Istanbul game, which I missed because United were giving me a lot of grief. So I'm going to go to you, Dwayne. Uh... In general, how 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 was the game? Oh, uh, was just uh, it's one of them patchy, horrible performances again that we that we come to become accustomed to. Um, I've had enough of how Oli just sends the team out with no idea, and the goals that we conceded for me. I I coach under eights, and I swear to God, I've not seen them kind of like the first one in particular was outrageous to me. How can man just be chilling on the halfway line by itself? And what does it for me is that I know I don't know if it annoys everyone else, but Ollie's always smiling, bro. Like he smiles at every opportunity. And then your defenders are not where they're supposed to be. And, and you're not off your line. Like you just sit there. I know Freedom was off the line speaking to, to Matic, but the rest of them, I don't understand. Luke Shaw, he was almost at right back. I don't get it. I just do not understand. How they get away with it? Like, no one yeah. He's constantly tucking in, and like he tucks that in. in no, no, I'm saying he tucked in so much that game. Yeah, he went, he went almost to the other side of 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 the defense. My, my, like it's one of those performances, like you said, Dwayne. It was so poor. It's hard to almost explain what you watched. It's like literally like they just came out and they just came out on a, like a whatever. And, and yeah, fair enough. You go one nil down, cool. Even when we went two nil down, I was still like, you know what, we're gonna beat these lot three nil, three two. Okay, not three nil, three two. Because because even from that performance, they're not a good side. You could tell they weren't a good side. They didn't have bro. to do much to beat us. They had them ball rolling about the years, bro. <laughs> Man was rolling about the years like he was in the prim, bro. It's ridiculous. 
outrageous performance. And I just don't think that they'll even like, whilst the game was, I don't think Oli's got any in-game management. I think he needs time to sit and think about what he's going to do. And it's often never the right decision. Like, I, just, I, I don't understand it. I've heard enough of it. Completely yeah. like, enough of it, man. The, the first goal, that goal from Denver Bar, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in my life. You leave Matic, yeah? They're probably about the, yeah, they're probably near enough the same speed, yeah. But you leave Matic back as your, your furthest man. Who who's ever seen that on corners? Standard practice, Matic is tall as well. Your biggest guys go up, your two nippy, your two nippy fullbacks, and one and, and, and one of your midfielders will stay back in case these guys want to hit you on the break. Right. That wasn't an instruction. They just literally went up there and were like, "Fuck it, let's just bank, let's just grab a goal from this corner, and let's just let's just let's just keep it moving." Because I can't imagine Oli was like, "You know what, guys, Matic, you stay with Denver Bar, Luke Shaw, and Aaron Wambasaka. We really want you to be in and around the box to get on the <laughs> get on the end of things." Um, yeah, and then the second goal, who who lost the ball in midfield? Um, was it? Was it Van der Beek or Mata? Mata lost it after a poor pass from Bruno. Of course, Bruno. You know how I feel about Bruno. (laughs) Mata lost the ball. Uh, And then, if you look at... I'm sure you guys have seen it. You had Wambasaka, Maguire, and Tuan Zebe all, like, running in the same space towards, (laughs) like, David... Like, running towards David De Gea... Meanwhile, the ball is like in the left channel of the box where like Luke Shaw should normally be. And they just they just popped it in, man. Demabar dummied it, sold the whole defense. And yeah, um, obviously Marshall grabbed the goal. That was nice. Uh, a shot on, on target, which is a is a plus these days. Um, and I was thinking <laughs> I was I was thinking, all right, second half, we're gonna at least get a draw. Um, but nothing. It was so, so flat, man. He didn't deserve nothing. Like, for me, even with the first goal, with Luke Shaw tucked in, I don't know what you want to call it, being at right-back here, they took the corner, and you've made Harry, Harry Maguire come forward and so forth, and you've not even delivered the ball, and you're not playing around the box. I don't understand. Get the, If you're going to take the corner, you're going to make the big guys come forward, then get the ball in the box. Why are we playing around with it? I don't know. And that's obviously an alternative cost us, because they've gone and hit us on the counter because we were playing around with the ball. If that ball was delivered in the box and then it, it was then hit on a counter attack, then I can at least understand why they were caught out of position. Playing with the ball on the edge of the box means then my might as well just gone back in the first place. Facts, facts. Um, I, I, I can't understand. And I think it's just another way we failed. Like we seem to find different ways to mess shit up every single week. But that one is so unique. Uh, I can't even think of another goal that comes to mind apart from probably. Gerard slipped, but then even then, Gerard slipped on the ball, and he, and he and he left left him to go clear through. Like, what what? Like if I was Matic and I saw you not left me as the first, I'd be looking. Are you not mad? You don't know I'm good for like eighty minutes a week. Like what's going what's going on here? And you're saying man's man's as the same speed. Bar is not the same speed. Matic is like a bus, bro, a tank in mud. Yeah. He is not moving, bro. How can you leave him with anybody? Now, I don't care who you left there. Matic can't be the guy to mark some. It's just a stupid idea. Yeah, yeah. Because I think about it, he didn't even close the gap on Denver Bar at all. No, of course he didn't. And Denver Bar's on the ball. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, it was um, it was actually 
interesting because I didn't see the goal in, in lifetime. I saw a replay and then I saw an article from to Jonathan Liu of The Guardian, amazing writer, probably one of the best in the UK. But um, he basically said that goal was just an example of how United are just so chaotic in their whole play. And he was and he, and he was speaking about how if you look at each individual player, it's understandable why they were they were where they were. So, for example, Wambasaka, the reason why I was so high up and in that corner was the fact that he that was how the corner came about. He put in a cross and it came in off a defender. The problem was that Bruno took a quick corner, so Wambasaka stayed stayed there. Shaw was also on the overlap on that corner, so that's the reason why they were both so so high. And obviously. <laughs> You're trying to justify so, the result, right? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But what? But what? I, what I'm saying is that the reason why they were like, and then obviously the two centre backs go up for a corner. So it, and then it's kind of like they all. It's understandable why they all where they. It's understandable why they all were, where they were according to him. Everybody. But the fact is that. But the fact that not, none, none of them noticed that no one else was at the back is an example of, of the thinking and the coaching stuff, just how everything is just chaotic and players are just where, wherever they are, where they are. So I thought that was actually quite interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to bother trying to explain the goals or the game. I, I, I think I can understand that, that point was, of view with I, everybody else except Sean. There is no nothing you can say to me that justifies Shaw being at right back. It's, it's crazy, absolutely crazy. You have no business on the other side unless you're unless you're playing like a nine year old and you're chasing the ball. You have no business on the other side of the field. None. He gets. I've been defending Luke Shaw for years upon years, getting sick left, right, and center. I have finally had enough of that guy. He it's can't. Right. That's interesting, considering the topics we got we got coming up. That you, yeah, now, you, now you've turned your back on him, but we'll, we'll get into to get into that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say really. I think um, we obviously started the group off well. We beat PSG, we beat Leipzig, and as far as we were concerned, or as far as I was concerned, we were going to get two wins against these. Lot. I even wanted to see some youngsters. I was talking. About, I want to see Led. I was talking about, I want to see Led. I want to see um, what's that other one? Galbraith. Let's see them get some minutes against these lot. Now we gotta beat them in the next game. We we gotta get and that, that because then we've got to go back against PSG and Leipzig. Um, PSG don't look too good in it, but neither, neither, neither. Well, they can turn up. Enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but neither neither do we and and Leipzig as well. We we know what um, they're about. So we need to we need to beat them and then we need to draw one of our last two. But if we weren't to get through at this stage, I'd, I'd still be really disappointed to be honest. Yeah. It's actually crazy because you put ourselves in an amazing position, and that loss has basically wiped out like at least like four points from those two wins. Like those, those, like those two wins versus PSG and Leipzig were so important because they gave us the fact that if we won our next two games, bang, we're through. Mm. But now it's basically like we're on two two points, and like we need to win one, then we need to get another one, then. We, yeah, we need to rather than needing to just beat um Istanbul in game four, we now need two more results. We beat yeah. Istanbul, but then we can't just 
just lose against PSG and Leipzig and necessarily think we, we're through because PSG have to play Istanbul as well. So they're going to mm-hmm. beat them. Leipzig have to play Istanbul as well. They're going to beat them. So, so yeah, we've given ourselves... <laughs> we've given, <laughs> yeah, but we've given ourselves more work to do than, than we needed to do, man. Um, it's just how pathetic the second half was. There was no response. There was, like, nobody knew what to do. There was no urgency in our in our game. That's unexcusable. Yeah, part of that is Oli. Definitely, I agree with you, Dwayne, in terms of setting them up to, to be in the best position to succeed. But where's the urgency when you're playing a bunch of players that you're much better than? It's, it's no different than when you're... I always refer to, like, playing among ourselves because it's the best analogies I have. It's no different to when you're playing another team. You're much better than them, but you lot are taking a piss. And then you look finally like, okay, guys, let's actually start moving. Even just increasing the tempo of how you're moving the ball, that's going to create chances because then you're going to commit. You're going to commit players and places are going to open up naturally. But Oli doesn't even necessarily have to do too much coaching. But they weren't even able to do that. And Mata is usually good for that sort of quality. Like, say what you want about him, but he's a thinking man and he understands the game. And as, as much as he can be frustrating... When it's time for someone to put their thinking cap on and make things happen and create opening, he's usually good for that. And even he, he didn't do much, man. He was poor. He didn't do much at all. Yeah. He was very, very poor. He went for a lot. I was surprised, man. Um, and also, Aaron Rambasaka, when's he going to get a rest, man? Yeah, because we... He plays every single game, man. Okay, you're resting him and he's playing. That... Hey, man, we've seen with Trent. If you don't get rested, his I mean, to, to be fair, he's got the t- next two weeks off because he can't get into the England. <laughs> <so that's good. laughs> <laughs> my man was saying he's gonna play some play for Congo soon. I, I can't wait to see it, man. Nah, he's not getting in that England team at all, man. At all. Um, yeah. but you're saying rest him. Who do you want to step in his place? What's going on? I told you like Laird, what's he about, man? Oh, apparently Laird just come back from Injury, so he's just ah. come, he trains with back. the first team squad now, doesn't he? Yeah, so he's just come back he into full yeah. training, and I'm not, I, I had no idea what he was injured with, but um, yeah, apparently just come back into full training, so hopefully be up to speed. But even then, I don't see. Who, who him from, uh, even, I don't think we're in a position to be resting Wambasaka to play youngster. I just think that's a no, tough. but but at the end of the day, if he gets injured, we're gonna have to play them anyway. So. I mean, it's just a catch twenty-two. If he gets injured, we're gonna have to play them anyway, so we might as well rest him so he doesn't get injured, and then we have a longer where we're without him for a longer pit. Yeah, I get that. I do understand, but just I know it. They need to feel. They need to start filling these gaps like that because he's gonna get to a point where you're gonna have to play someone with no experience, and they've got to start giving him experience at some point. I guess. Facts. Facts. That, that, that's what I was thinking. So my thought process then is then why did we loan Dallo? Because I've seen some highlights, and obviously right. he's doing all right over AC Milan. Another further Milan's. question: A further question is, were we the problem? Because I'm <laughs> man doing outside the foot crosses for guys to to score. Obviously, it's Europa League and Europa's Europa. But how are we loaning out our, our deputy right back, and we don't have a replacement? My my worry is that Wambasaka, he was already on fumes the back end of last season. They've had no break, and the guys playing every single game again. It's only natural that he's eventually going to break down, man. And it's going to affect his performances. And the point is, there are some games here where we are dominating. I'm not being funny. I like Wambasaka. 
but he's of no use when you're dominating the ball right. because he can't cross for nothing. Like he just going forward, he looks like Bambi, but he's a mess. So it would have been nice to have the option of having Delo on the bench, so he's gonna go forward and be able to because he can cross and whip a ball in. I'm seeing him play left back and doing a job like he can clearly do one at right back for us. I just don't get it, man. Again, one of them stupid Oli decisions. Facts, facts. We've 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 um, been scratching our heads about Wamba Saka for for a while now. That's why Elijah's smiling. We 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 completely agree with you in that regard. He's almost unplayable at times with 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 his uh his lack of technical ability going forward. To be honest with you, um, yeah, that Istanbul game. I, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. They might want to look at him and try and develop him to a centre back or something. But why do people keep saying? I've been <laughs> man. Auxiliary centre back. Auxiliary centre back. Put him in that right. <laughs> <centre back. laughs> If they work on his position as a centre-back, bro, he'll be all right. <laughs> I told, man, right centre-back in a, in a free at the back system, the, back, the guy yeah. is clear. The guy is clear. Yeah, he's 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 it makes sense. I've told, man. I've told, man, from the start, auxiliary centre-back. I've been saying it. They're, 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 they're all floating, to yeah? Huh? <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, bro. Play <laughs> Play him like a um, Man City play Walker. That guy is just there. I was about to say, don't you dare compare him to Kyle Walker. Don't you <laughs> dare. Don't you that dare. Guy, that guy, if any team try, tries to counter down that channel, just see Wamazaka there flying in, legs first, on the ground. Bro, clearing it out. Don't jump when it comes to tackling, bro. On jump. <laughs> Mariah, you, you can't be that sickened about the. I did, did. It makes perfect sense. It, it doesn't make perfect sense. It doesn't make perfect sense. Well, what's the issue with it? Huh? He offers nothing going forward. Well, listen, the truth is, um, we need an upgrade in it. We need an upgrade on a 50 million pound right back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a, year, a year into his tenure, um, it's, a, it's an absolute mess, but it, it's not, it's not going to work. And the thing is now with him is that the way he plays, has such a detrimental effect on whoever is the right-sided winger or forward that, like I said on last week's pod, it means that most of our attacking is restricted to the left-hand side of the pitch. So mm-hmm. we're already half in the pitch when we're trying to go forward because he doesn't create any width because when he goes out wide, the other team's like, oh, it's one Basaka, leave him. He's <laughs> able to do anything. So now for Greenwood, everybody just doubles up on him and they just cut off his left foot. Yes, yeah, you know you're gonna come inside, so we're just gonna stand here and you can't curl it around me, and we're just gonna double up and we're gonna rough you to you, we're gonna rough you up. So that's imp- that's impacting his ability to help influence our games. Obviously, when he came in at the back end of last season, he was still a bit of an unknown. But even after two, three games, guys were like, sit on his left, sit on his left, and he showed them the right, and you could see those last few games he was having to work a, a bit harder for him to get clear chances. Um, even a goal against, he scored against West Ham. That wasn't a clear chunk. That was out of nothing. That little one-two he did with Martial where he just let, let it go off his left foot. Yeah. And I'm thinking even if, if Sancho had come in, he would have had the same issue. There would have been no real space for him to operate. He would have started to come in and then we've got Rashford in the left space. Pogba wants to be in the left space. Martial wants to be in the left space. Bruno wants to be in the left space. So you've got all these guys all hanging out in one part of the pitch and the right-hand side is completely vacated. And that side of their defence is calm and they're able to just come inside and be a lot more comfortable and a lot more compact. So, um, yeah, we've, we've got some, apart from the management issues, 
we've got some serious personnel issues. The reason I mentioned this Laird kid is that everything I'm hearing from you lot, Elijah, is that he's a real, real top young prospect. Um, and we've seen yeah. a few come through. We've seen Reese James come through. We've seen Lamptey come through at Brighton. Obviously, Trent is a, is a few years older. So there, there seems to be a, a, a real glut of top right backs in, in England at the moment. Uh, and we seem to have the worst of the bunch. So I'm hoping... <laughs> I'm, hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that that, that Laird can come through and, and brighten up our days a bit, man. Yeah, I mean, Laird is good. Because I, I, still, I still remember the first time I saw him. I think he was playing that left back. And I said, who is this kid? And then I saw that he was right foot. And I said, raw. And then even when... Brandon Williams came in first, and I was thinking, like, I've been hearing about this Laird could be, he hasn't got a chance, but then I realised, obviously, at left-back, we had serious issues, but Brandon Williams was right forward, and the only reason why he played left-back was because Laird was so good at right-back, he had to move to, to left-back to get games, so, yeah, Laird is really good, the only worry is that um, the start, there's, there's starting to be a recurring theme with injuries, I mean, he had a couple bad ones, and then He's got a reputation off of that, but now he's getting niggly ones, so it's a bit of an issue. But hopefully, it sorts itself out. Why do we keep but, getting them, bro? Like playing with this broken all the time, man. Ah, do you know what? We've had this. You can't, you can't find a bigger fan of Bai than me, but that guy, man. <laughs> I've given anyway, up on Bayi. I've given up on Bayi, man. It is. I mean, let's not talk about it. That's why I'm moving on to the Everton game because I don't want to break my heart. <laughs> I don't want to break my heart, man. All right, cool. Oh, bad Bayi. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, um, sat- Saturday we had all the talk that if he lost this one, he'll be gone. We were preparing the champagne. I I bought a bottle of Penny just for the occasion. <laughs> But we won, and it's all because of that you called Bruno. <laughs> I can't beat him. I cannot beat him. <laughs> I've been asking him. I don't know if you you listened to the pod, Dwayne, but um, last week's pod we were talking about Bruno, and I went on like a rant for two minutes about how how detrimental he is to the team and how I need to see him come out of the team for the team to to be to be successful going forward. And he, and he, I don't even think he played well against Everton. But no, no, do you know, do you know what? That's the best I've seen him. He, that is the best I've seen him. But that's the bar's low, though. But the thing you know is, what? He, he he has these key he has these key moments in it. Obviously, the the, the header was clutch. Um, the, the second goal was lucky, and then the play for Cavani's goal. You have to give him his props. He sucked in. Oh, you want him out of the team, then? I don't like how he plays midfield. I don't like. I'm not here <laughs> for that kind of midfield play. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. That 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 losing the ball that losing the ball 20, 30 times in a game, nah, nah, nah. I, you have the same opinion of, of Kevin Durant? Um, no, because I don't think he does it as I don't think he does it as much as Bruno. He does. He was, no, he was no, he was atrocious yesterday. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I don't think he does it anywhere near as much as as Bruno. No way. And he's no. got you, and he's got more technical quality than Bruno anyway. Look at their stats, though. Even this, this season alone. Kevin De Bruyne is 79%, Bruno is 77%. Mm. Yeah. He's given That's fine. And and De Bruyne has been horrible this season. So, I mean, this just yeah, this, this is, I don't think this is a standard De, De Bruyne season. I think, I agree with you. De Bruyne does love a spam. spam he spams it. <laughs> you, you can't deny it. But he just has so much more quality in his game and in his execution. Like Bruno, losing the ball is one thing. His technical security... 
comes into question a lot of the time as well. Just the, the decision-making is mad. Like, the thing is, yeah, most of the time, De Bruyne, yeah, is losing the ball in an attempt to try and find the killer pass. Bruno is losing it at the halfway line when he's just trying to find Rashford. Or he's just... Like, you have no need for you to be losing... A, like, on the half turn, first touch pass with his left foot, swings and misses it, and it goes to their defender. And that's, that's casual Bruno. Like, that's... I, I can't get behind him. I can't get behind him, man. But he I'm does give him a ball, The funny thing is, in my group here, I defend him, even though I know him. But... I still like that he's dynamic enough to change games. Do you know what I mean? He's got it in his locker to do something. My preference is pulling it, like Pogba. But he, he's, not being, he's not being dynamic for us. I genuinely thought that when he came back into the team, we were going to see levels. Pulling going to see levels. And I don't know if it's the COVID that's messed him up or what, but we're just not seeing them levels. And it, I don't I hate to see Bruno outside him. But that is exactly what's happening. I mean, let's speak about the um, midfield because there was there was a lot of talk on this pod uh, two weeks ago about the Freddie McTominay midfield and how their influence was is overstated. But to but to be fair to them, they both put in quite a decent performance, especially. Yeah, Fred. but it depends what you're calling decent, bro. Them man, they work hard in it. They're hard workers. I'm, I don't subscribe to always working hard means having a good game. Fred is, he's uh, turned my opinion on him. He's, he's, he's a decent player, but he gives away the ball on a madness. He can't, he can't find no pass forward properly. It's always off key. Like it's like he goes beyond what he's capable of doing. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I don't subscribe to the idea that you need to play those two players in order to get wins. And I think Oli's subscribed to that now. In his head, them two men need to play with Russell. Yeah, yeah. And yes. I think the reason why I subscribe to that is because we just we aren't a well coached team. So we have Fred and McTominay there. They can get they can get across the pitch. They can get across large spaces. And we leave large spaces because we are not well coached. Therefore, he can't play a Pogman matches because I think I must have tweet tweeted it on Saturday as well, where Cruyff told Guardiola. You're amazing on the ball. Defensively, you can't get about. So what? So what? What your job is is to tell your two midfielders beside you to tuck in and reduce the amount of space you need to defend in. The small, <laughs> the smaller space you defend in, the easier it is. And that is all defending defenders about. You close the gaps and you give yourself, you give yourself as small a space to defend in because it's so much easier. We're having to see Matic and Pogba defending huge spaces. Even Fred. There are times where Fred cannot do it. I've seen it versus Sevilla, where Fred and Pogba were being pulled into wipers, and they, for them to even put in a six or seven out of ten performance defensively, they done amazingly because they were dragged into space. They had no business being in. But why um, are we having to do that, though? Why are we having to have to play two holding that? What other big teams they having to do that? Why are we having to do it? Because our defense is poor because they're playing the wrong partnership. That yeah, but also the formation. That four, two, three, one. It doesn't work. So what happens is they that position start to build from the back. Bruno decides to press. Right, near it, leaves the gap. They now go into they now go into that gap. So now it's Pogba Matic against the other team having a numerical superiority in the middle of the pitch. 
Pogba's either going to be forced out wide to engage because they played it out wide, or he's going to have to push up and get closer to their man, and then they bypass Pogba. Either way, he's getting bypassed, and there's left a big gap in the middle, either by him having to go wide or by him trying... We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in... And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. To go and get it and not getting it. Next thing you know, we got Matic of all players on the island by himself in it. Like Elijah says, whenever the space is small, Matic is good in it. He'll get in, he'll make his tackles, he'll intercept. He'll distribute. Once that space is wide and they can choose to go to the left of him, to the right of him, he's screwed. We're screwed. So they get past Matic and then the poor individual defenders we have. Lindelof, anyone again with speed, with skill, they're getting by him. Maguire, anyone with speed, with skill, they're getting by him. So the, 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 the lineup in terms of shape is not good enough. And then the individuals in those positions as well are not good enough. So when the, the, the formation isn't good enough and the setup isn't good enough, the, the, the pressure becomes more on how good your individuals are. You switch Matic for a party now, you're having a different conversation. He's still having, he's still having to do a big job, but party has got that in his locker to cover and close down large amounts of space and control that midfield for us. He'll still get caught out at times because he's not Superman, in it? And you even saw against Villa, they were, they were catching him out. But we wouldn't be as exposed as we are. Again, better one-on-one -on -one defenders. They're then able to push up and engage with the attackers much sooner. Because I think of the, the worst game I think of was a Crystal Palace game. I felt like they had like 10 occasions where they were running our, our defense. And you just see like Maguire backing off Maguire and Lindelof. And, and that happened. And do you know game. what the worst thing is? Do you know what the worst thing is? What's the worst thing? even play that game. That was Pogba and McTominay. <laughs> even McTominay was not able to cover the, 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 that space. The issue with that game was here was the centre-backs were too slow to keep up with Zaha. And who was that one? Oh, Zaha, Ayu, Schlupp and Townsend. That front mm -hmm. four run, it was basically like a black well, seal. No, like, wow. <laughs> my thing is, if you're getting done like that at the back, you've got to put on someone with pace to cover it in, in, in that position. And he didn't do it. And that's where we keep struggling. I think that, I get the whole thing that we haven't got one of those central midfielders that can get around the whole world. I do understand that. But if you've got Fred sitting there and then you've got a quick centre-back, at least if they get past Fred, the other centre-back can engage in, 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 in that problem. We don't have that because if Lindorf or Maguire go to that, they're getting stripped. Right. And it's over because other ones not getting it. So, but what I do want to talk about, because I've just remembered it because you're talking about Lindorf getting stripped. That first goal, yeah, it was... This... Guy, do you know what? I will never, I will never forget his first Premier League game. Jones gets injured, so Lindelof has to come in. This is Huddersfield away. We're unbeaten so far, and he lets the ball bounce. Yeah, and the, the 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 Potra, who I don't even know who he plays for now, absolutely strips Lindelof, and he has a stinker. And time and time again. Whenever this guy comes up against physical guys and he, ha he has to do anything physical, he gets done. Like, the guy is pathetic. Calvert-Lewin bullied him. Bullied him. Do you, know what, do, you know, do you know what was so funny? Is Maguire actually played well. 
And it got to a point where Carvalhoon was standing on Lindorf because he knew that he wasn't going to get anything out of McGuire. That's, that's good centre-forward play, though. Like Exactly. What, like, one criticism I have of um, Rashford and Greenwood from the Arsenal game is, why are you engaging, Gabriel? He's clearly the better of the two <laughs> centre-backs. Just put yourselves on holding and Bella inside of the pitch like Villa did and just go at them and get... They're going to make a mistake. You're going to either beat them with skill or you're going to beat them with phys- physical attributes, man. You say that, but that man didn't really get going. That, that we didn't we didn't really do much with the ball going forward. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. That's fair. Um... What I wanted us to do that we didn't do is we didn't go direct enough when they were pressing us off the pitch. But to come back to Everton, um, I think De Gea should have done better there. Like, uh, but but you know what? That's just De Gea now. I mean, he he's slow. He like he he his footwork isn't as good as it used to be. He's not he's not as good in terms of like pushing off of his other foot to get down to that. I mean, that's just a, like to be fair. That's just been a weakness where. Low to like his right hand side, he gets done there a lot, and I feel like that's just the hair. Like, if you, start to, if you start to complain about that, people say you have an agenda and whatever. So it's like, you know what? Just take it. <laughs> I let him have it. that one. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Just, just take it. But yeah, Lindelof for that goal was horrible. I mean, and the hair, it's like whatever. You know what? It's like, that's just typical of him. But, but I, um, I think again that with a lot of our goals, there's too many errors. Uh the the it's a cut of errors that lead to our goals all the time. And that needs he's got to be addressing things like this. It happens too frequently for me. But I, do you know what? I think with that, I don't think that's a social thing. I, I just think that's a personal thing. Because if it's repeated errors from the same players over and over again, that's like, you know what? That's them. I like them. you can. Yeah, no, no, come out of the team. You got to come, come out, out of the team, team man. That's fine. That is fine. But the alternatives are then making their own brand of errors time and time <laughs> again. But we wouldn't know that because they're not getting a they're not getting a chance. Bro. But I know. But they come in. They 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 have their own slant on these mistakes. Like you know, Lindelof, he'll get done by you know physically. Bayi will just be mad. Maguire will be will be done by any sign of quality. Then even, yeah, like even even. Aaron Zabi, he should be playing, bro. Give him a run. For, for me, for me, he has to play. But the things with Tanzebi is that he has had a problem with the ball in the air a lot since he was younger, and he's worked on it, and he is better. But it's still going to be a thing where it will be a problem where he's not as good in the air as a centre back should, like an elite centre back should be. So I feel like that's the area he can improve on. Other than that, I feel like he, he didn't start playing games, but he won't. I mean, I don't he, like how Oli hooked him against Istanbul. Bro, he's making it, bro. I don't like that, like, man. He stayed broke him because I don't like that. When they man make a mistake, he's not doing it. Maguire was pants for time. At no point, he didn't even drop him, let alone hook him. That's ridiculous. I don't like how he did that at all. Like The thing is, yeah, even though he'd had a poor first half, he was on the yellow as well. Like, all you do is you chat to him at halftime and you, they're not that good. They're not going to trouble us that much. Okay, you had a bit of a poor first half. I need you to be steady this half. You just hook him off. When's he going to play again? You don't even, like, even after the PSG game, didn't actually play again until Istanbul. As good as he was against PSG. I didn't like how we did that at all. Um, and he's young, bro. You can't do them to young, bro. I know, you can't. You can't do that to them. And, and the thing is, yeah, um, like you say, Elijah, with the defenders and their issues, like... Lindelof getting beaten by physicality, that's annoying, but those are his limitations. 
Like he's never gonna be fast in it. So if a man blows, if a guy, if a guy is faster than him, you have to just accept it because you always knew the guy was faster than him. If the guy's gonna strength him out again, you have to accept it because you always knew the guy was gonna strength him out. By his mistakes, yeah, are like, why, bro? Like why? Like you've got all the attributes. Yeah, let's not even get into by you never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not getting into him. But sorry, um, I just keep slipping. I keep. Slipping. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean. When I, found out that, when I found out he got that three, four, four week interview, I just put on some sad me music, man. And just, I, I was just in the corner. Oli but, was um, talking well about him to start of this season. Like I thought, I think the thing is, yeah, Oli knows his pros and he knows his cons and was willing to give him, give him a chance because you cannot be a top defensive side with Lindelof and Maguire as your partnership. And then gross. he got injured. And then it's like, uh, again, you'll let them it's build pointless. up. A it's got the points, pointless. But um, you going because I was about to say something about um the trans everything getting getting um hooked off and I remember versus Co- Copenhagen as well um it was interesting because Bai was on a yellow card as well around the 60th minute and he hooked him off as well so I, f- I do feel like there is a Solskjaer just has more trust in Maguire and Lindelof because I know if either of them are, are on a yellow card they're not getting they're not off coming up exactly point. so I. Uh, I do feel like there's just more trust there. I mean, yeah, but why is that, bro? For that, I was about to say, I was about to say some racism stuff, but I mean, that's completely <laughs> unfounded. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> what I have to say. You have to put it out there. We'll just put it out there. We'll just, let, we'll just let it hang in the air in it. Exactly. The, the streets can decide. We'll, we'll just let exactly. it hang. Yeah. <laughs> just have, have it. But um, the, the first goal was actually kind of interesting because I saw the build up to it. Because um, I think that goal and the goal Wambasaka scored versus Newcastle, those were the longest sequences to goals so far this season. And it was actually. Interesting seeing the passing network of the goal, then seeing the seeing the actual goal. And when I watched the actual goal, I realized that we did not look threatening at any point until that cross went into the box. And like we just passed it back past the ball got out to Shaw. Shaw put in a very an okay cross and then oh, Bruno ran it. onto it and headed it in. What but if you see the passing network, it, it looks like it was some good like pass and move stuff. It wasn't. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, I mean, Marshall's touches for that goal, they were all right near the center circle. That's fine. Um, yes. So, um, yeah, Marshall's touches around the center circle were just, yeah, that, those were all his touches in the move. So that was quite strange to not have our striker touch it in like the final third. But um, I just want to get your opinion on like, from that first goal for, for the rest of the first half, what did you think about our performance? As much as we won the game, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure about the performance. I think um, they were poor, man. Sorry, Jim? I think they were poor. Yeah, I, I just wasn't sure about the performance. I just thought that, okay, we won the game and it looked flattening, flattering, but it wasn't, it wasn't a performance to speak about. I feel that everyone still got us at times and I, I didn't feel comfortable. Like, at no point did I feel, yeah, you know what, we're going to take this game. I didn't feel like that throughout the whole performance. It just wasn't good for me. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I feel like even when you talk about Fred and McTominay, 
this is probably one of the few games I saw McTominay able to make forward passes because they weren't even pressuring. Like what I said after the Arsenal game is at this point, it's very clear how to beat us. You press them high and they're going to turn over the ball again and again and again and again. And any team that allows the guys, so Fred and McTominay to get their feet on the ball, look up and be able to play a forward pass so they can, when the pressure's on, they'll pass it backwards and they'll pass it sideways. But once they're able to look up and play a forward pass, which means that your more attack-minded midfielders aren't having to drop deep, therefore you haven't got the numbers in their half, then we're going to be okay. So for me, I don't get how any team can watch us and not immediately, be, yeah, just step step on these guys' toes and nothing's going to come from it. So they let them do that. Uh, Bruno was obviously in inspired form like he, like he likes to be. The header for the first goal was great. Can't lie, that was a very, very good header. Um, and from there, I felt like we were going to win, to be honest with you. Once we got back into it, I was like, yeah, we're probably going to beat these. You're numbers. confident. I didn't have that confidence. It's not even confidence. It's just <laughs> literally the law, the law of averages. Like, it's so funny. I tweeted off the account, like on the on the Thursday, I was like, before the Leipzig and PSG game on the pod, we were like, yeah, we've lost these games, man. And then when we won, all the listeners were like, see, you lot, you lot always negative, negative, negative. Ahead of the Arsenal and um, Istanbul, like, yeah, we're going to beat Arsenal. They're whack. We're going to beat Istanbul. They're whack. And those were the two teams we didn't beat. So I was like, all things being considered, we're all expecting to lose. I said it's a joke, obviously. All things being considered, we're probably expecting to lose against Everton, but we'll beat them. And then we ended up beating them. Then when I saw, um, because anytime his job is on the line or there's those conversations about his job, they always seem to manage to pull out. Somebody decides to have some sort of performance. Something <laughs> happens. And this is my issue. Like, you lot either, either play well consistently or just let the next man come in, innit? Yeah, but you say that, yeah. You're saying play well because they didn't play well, really. They didn't, well, I just saw that. Well, let me say, get the result. Or they seem to find a way to yeah. get the result. And then it's for me, like, as you're saying about the whole depressing thing, like, we've got to be, again, alongside of the big boys that don't press. We just allow teams to have the ball and come onto us, knowing that we're not good at defending. It don't make no sense to me. If you can't defend, make those players make mistakes so they don't find Facts. those passes. Facts. I think the problem is with the fact that you press is that, for example, if they go over the top, we have no defenders that can recover really because <laughs> the backs are slow. So it's like we press high, that's fine. They put a ball over the top with their fast striker, but they're, they're not going to be catched. So like you saw it when Liverpool used to not have Van Dijk and they used to have Lovren and Matip. They're not the fastest. Teams, teams just say, cool, put over the top, done and that that was just an easy to attack against Liverpool so I feel like we can't press high because our defenders um our defenders can't recover well and they need that protection in front of them we, so that's why they have Freddie McTominay so they don't need to defend as much which is a cowardly way to play and then because because we can't press high we can't really possess the ball because we're not winning it back quickly enough or in dangerous areas and then we have to build, and then when we do build, we don't have the quality to build from the back because the players that we do play with, they're not great on the ball. So it's just a collection of errors. It's basically just a jigsaw of what problem do we accentuate? Uh, well, well, for me, if we, don't, if we choose not to press, and I, I do understand your point, but if we're not going to press the ball, yeah, and we're just going to sit, we're just going to get punished for it every time. And then what I do find happens quite a lot is Bruno will press, no one else will do it, or Rashford will press, and no one else does it. 
So they just did holes all over the, all over the team. It's just stupid. For me, the coach has got to say, look, we're all going to press together or we're not going to press together. Yeah, because you know Bruno and Rashford are not doing that off an instruction. They're doing that off yeah, of yeah. Own, it's hard, their bro. own position. Like, I'm not going to stand and watch you lot play play the ball past me. I'm with you. I'm with you, Dwayne, man. Um, we, we should be pressing these teams, man. I agree with you, Elijah, that it's going to expose us. But we're exposed anyway. We're exposed anyway, bro. So we may as well just try and win that ball as high up the pitch as possible. And as well, if we're struggling to break teams down with creativity and passing from deep, then we want to be as close to goal when we get the ball as possible. We want to be one or two passes away from getting a shot off, getting a good look at goal. So, yeah, we are one of the very, very few top sides, and I do air quotes here, who, 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 don't, who don't press. But, yeah, Everton weren't particularly good. Uh, Bruno was in, is inspired. Listen, man, the guy, the guy tried to shoot a goal from 40 yards. Yeah, bro, and in the comment days, it was all right, bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> he said, I don't mind when you do that. Like, what? Someone's falling everything shot from 40 yards, bro. I mean, the guy just can't be beat. I mean, do what, to be fair to him, he, for me, I thought he was very good. I, I think that's the best I've seen him play, just in terms of general midfield play. And it was interesting in the commentary on him after the game saying, ah, he, he has proved you wrong. No, he's proved me right. If he plays like a proper midfielder, he will have a good performance. And that's what he's done. He played well. And that's it. So if he could, if he continues to do that and not act as like those floater men in training who just gives the ball to whatever team last has the ball, then, then, then yeah, then yeah, he'll, he'll be a good player. But until then... That guy has to play right wing, and I won't stop. <laughs> I won't stop until that guy's played right I wing. I don't see the problem with him being out there, bro. Me neither. A, a lot of people have an issue with him playing right wing, and I, and I don't know why. I, I don't know why. He can tuck in. He's not going to beat no one down the wing, but you can just tuck in and do exactly. your job. Yeah, I'm gonna exactly. Matt, I, don't, I don't like seeing Matt right there. Anymore. I'm done with him. So exactly, I'll, if Bruno can do it, then do it. Like I say, Man City. Juan Bissaka as Walker, Bruno as De Bruyne. It's the same thing, bro. Just have him out there just whipping the crosses. That's what. Mariah, why are you sh- so ashamed right, right now? Nothing, bro. Do you, you man, do your thing in it? You man, cooking it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're cooking, bro. We are cooking up a store right now, bro. Um, but yeah, apart apart from Bruno, um, sure, he got um. Two assists for he got two assists in two games. Um took him his last two assists were 28 games apart. I Jeez. I believe. I believe. Um right. Yeah, go on. Is this a Roman Tada that we are seeing from Shaw because Alex Tellers has come in? Sure, yeah. He makes me sick. <laughs> this very reason, yeah. He, without a doubt, chooses to play within himself. He yes, chooses he does. to play within himself. And every time his position is under threat, he then decides to play better than he has done. And he decides to play to a level that if you'd been playing this way, we wouldn't have been thinking about getting a replacement for you anyway. So he did it last season when Bradden Williams was sniffing over his shoulders. And it looks like he's responded to Tellez's um, challenge really well as well. And it's like, what is he lacking mentally? Because I was looking at some clips of him from when he was younger, before the leg break. Obviously, he was a lot trimmer, but he was so much more aggressive. 
going forward. Yeah. Right. I think with him, I think psychologically he must be damaged. I think that broken leg has done him psychologically. He doesn't like, I don't think he wants to be on the ball. I think he prefers to give goes so no one gets those tackles in on him because I'm with you. He plays within himself. I've backed him for years. For years, I'll get sick every goddamn week for that guy. But I'm, I'm finding that with him. I, I can can't. hear it. I can hear it. <laughs> I, I can I hear the pain in your voice. How you stuck with him for years, bro? bro he's, he's coming when he got his two assists here. But like you said, when was the last one? I, couldn't, I can't even think of it, bro. Uh, he's taking that age to get, uh, to get, to get assists. He doesn't do enough in the final third for me. He doesn't he's get that, that position. So what's the point of him? That position he got into for the cross for Bruno, he doesn't get into that position and make a good pass 99% of the time. Like, Front man, every time, bro. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. But for me, he, I don't care now that he can play better than, than he has been when he's under pressure. We need him to go. Again, we've got this issue now. He's so weird because he's the only one in our backline who's comfortable playing out. So De Gea can give it to him and he can progress the ball. He can either carry it or he can pass sure. and, he, and he can he can he can he's such a weird player. Like and even with all the injuries, he's still quick. He's still got good recovery pace from when he gets caught out. He's such a weird player, and there's without a doubt a solid left back in there. But I ain't got it in me to, to be hoping on a Luke Shaw. Bro. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Thank God in me. So, yeah. I, I think if it's a mental thing, you just have to do some weird stuff with him. Just like put like a gun in his locker on a random day. Just surprise <laughs> him. Just surprise him. Like, you know what? I I am under threat now. And then in like in like two months, just say just like just drop small hints every two or three months just to keep him on his toes. Because at this point, we're seeing that this guy could only play when he's scared, which is so ironic because all the other times he plays like he is scared. He's scared, so, yeah. I don't understand him. I've stopped trying to understand him. Shaw is now a woman to me because I'm. I, I do not want to understand you. I was like, hold on, but yeah, you came round. You came round still. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm done trying to understand him. It's done. I'm done. But I mean. If it comes down to it, and it's Shaw and Tell us Tell- on a on a week by week basis, um, who are you going with? I've not seen enough of Tell. I saw Tell us the other night, and he looked impressive to me. However, it was in a back five, so I would like to see him where he's got to be a, do a bit of defending, uh, so I can judge him. Because my thing with Shaw is, I just don't think he's great going forward, and I don't think he can defend. Um, Tell has looked very good going forward. I just need to see what he can do defensively. He's given me, from what I've seen, Marcus, Marcus Alonso vibes. Um, that tell us that is so. Techie, uh, has got a good left foot, can find the man, can strike the ball. Um, but he's not the most athletic. I'm just not a fan of fullbacks who aren't athletic because 
99% of the time, you're going to be up against somebody who's fast and agile and explosive. So unless you're getting the honest touch every single time, which you really can't do, you're going to be at a disadvantage. He's playing on Maguire's side. We already know how we already know how Maguire we already know how Maguire says. So I think it may be a situation where we we use him in certain games where we we're clear where we we've got the majority of possession and we're getting to that final third and we need a bit more quality. We need a player who will take a second and pick out a pass. But games where we need to defend, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm, probably, sure. I'm glad you know how crazy it sounds. <laughs> man can you know, defend, you, but man can't defend. Tell us, yeah. I think. Do you know what's crazy? Saying. Oh, sorry. No, you, you. No, you said you know what's crazy. Then you waited. We were both wanting to. Oh no, 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 because because I was just thinking in my head. We have so many players where we have two players in a position, and we're like, if we could just merge them, we could have the perfect player for this position. And it's just the same thing we were sure and to tell us right now. I think with Tellers here, yeah, I he was saying that obviously for a short defensively, but I don't think I've seen enough to. I don't know if you, you might have watched him outside of United. I haven't seen him outside of United, so I want to see what he. Because if he's got good positional sense, then his athleticism won't go against him. If he can read the game properly, he'll be fine defensively. If he reads the game that short, then obviously he'll be cool out. <laughs> yeah, um, I've heard that that is actually his, his biggest weakness: his positioning. Apparently, apparently he's very good in the air, so it's not um, that's a bonus at least. But then again, Maguire's good in the air, so it's not a side that we're really con- con- concerned about. So because that 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 getting letting guys grab a goal at the back post at both sides is something yeah. that we we become famous at. Wamba Saka does it. And ooh, Wambasaka does it, and Luke Shaw does it as well. So if his position is is questionable as well, he doesn't look. Ni- I don't like fullbacks who aren't quick, man. I don't like fullbacks who aren't quick. Yeah, so, position. That's, that's yeah. So you're not quick, and you're not in the good position to start with. Oh, you, you've you've seen. I'm telling you, Marcus Alonso, bro. That's yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, yeah, you're gonna make you're gonna make me hate. Tell us because honest to God, Marcus Alonso is one of the <laughs> most disgusting players I've ever seen in my life. Because this guy was a poacher from left back. It's crazy. How are you poaching from left back? How are you poaching from left back? This guy was getting in at the back post, getting two goals a game. I'm like, why? Or oh, do your job, bro. Yeah. Oh. Interested defending at all, man. Uh. Getting back post goals, man. Back um. post as a left back. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Back post for the at the opponent's goal, but you're nowhere to be seen at, yeah, at, yeah. at the back post of your own goal. Makes no sense, man. It makes me sick. Yeah, well, but, see, yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, man. Yeah. But going from the decent performances versus Everton, um, we'll go to the worst, which was our number nine. First game back in since he slapped someone at OT. Who deserved it really? Um, but yeah, Marshall. Yeah, he had he had a stinker. Um, if yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he had a stinker, and I don't know how to explain it because he had a stinker in a way where you look at him and you look like he's not fit, but he's been playing games. So um, 
It's not many games. I think, like I said, it's hard to pick up on a player that's played what he's played three games, bro. Nah, but he played in the he played in the Champions League. Played against PSG, played against Leipzig, played against Istanbul, plus the first three games of the season. He's played six games this season. Um, he's, that that was his fourth game. Um, just in general, what did you think of why he why he was so shit? Uh, again, as I said to you earlier, in the but off air, like he's someone who doesn't have an in between. So you're going to get a good martial, or you're just going to get a very bad. There is nothing you don't you don't say. Oh, Today he just have a very poor or, or good player, and I feel that he soaks during games. If he's not getting the ball, you're not going to get a good Martial because he's not going to work for it, that's for sure. So it's a it's a matter of trying to get Martial on the ball from early on in the game to get his mood up. And I think he's a very mood based player. Um, I've been another one I've been defending for years, hoping that he's not unlocked his potential. Last season he came through, showed me some. I'm just hoping that he can continue this season. I, like I said, I think it's too early to buy him off this season. I know a few people have, but I'm prepared to give him a chance. Man, like, let the guy get some room going on. And when you're not as a striker, when you don't have the goals, it starts playing on your mind. Do you know what I mean, I think you just need to, even that penalty. It's not going to do very much. You, you need that goal to come from. I think um, even the goal versus. Istanbul, I think because it came in the game that it did, it's not going to do much for his confidence as well. Um, but Mariah, just in general, what do you think has been lacking in his game this season? Well, everything that was lacking in his game before the back end of last season, I think with us, uh, and I think this is the reason why opposition fans are so onto him, we all um, we all have a lot of time for Martial. Um, you can dis- you could discuss the various reasons why you could say it might be his first season, how well he did um, at 19 years old, um, just his general quality, some of the great goals he scored for us. But we all have a lot of time for him. I think his issue's always been the application of the ability that we know that he has. But the back end of last season, he was doing it, man. He was games where they weren't getting the ball to him and Rashford. He's dropping deep. He's linking up with Rashford. He's driving us up the pitch. He's scoring tough goals. He's scoring easy goals. He's scoring tap-ins, he's scoring cut. Like, he was putting everything together. Obviously, he ends up now with, as his first full season up top, ends up with his highest scoring season. So for us now, it's like, okay, now you're starting to validate that faith we had in you. Because once a manager's let you play up top, they've let you play through your good and bad form, and you've responded by helping us get top, top three, and you've scored the most goals you've scored. Obviously, COVID being COVID, they didn't have a long um, um, time off. And he's come back and he's looked slow and sluggish. And that's fair enough because, like like Dwayne says, they, they they aren't sharp. They're not fit. You can tell, like, the games are coming through thick and fast. They haven't have, they're not having much time to train. Where my issue comes in is we're in November now. We're in November now. And that performance that he put in against Everton, it's the lack of urgency for me. Like, I need to see that you want it, bro. Like, I need to see that you... Like, if you're not able to pop this season, we're going to have to go and get another striker. Like, you're going to have to get go and get another striker. Like, last year gave you some equity, but you can't rest on your laurels because while those numbers were the best numbers you had, they're not mind-blowing numbers for a striker. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm looking for you to come in, yeah, and have your head down. Yeah, you can start slow, whatever the case may be, but I'm looking for you to be trying out there. If you're showing the same endeavour that you showed the back end of last season, you're not putting in performances like that. Like, like back end of last season... 
he was not content to let the game go past him. His tech, like one thing you can say about Marshall, his technical base is always solid. You fizz it into his feet, he's controlling it, he's stopping yeah. it. That never leaves, but he's not even doing that, bro. Like, this is as bad as I've seen him ever. This is as bad as I've seen him ever. And I'm understanding that it's probably to do with not being sharp. But why aren't you sharp? Why aren't you sharper? Okay, I can see why you're not necessarily sharp. Why aren't you sharper? Why are you out there? Why don't you look hungry for it? What, bro? Like, I remember the first, um, the first um, main pod backer, Lewis and them were laughing about him having not having had a shot, and I was just like telling them, "How have you not had a shot on target? Like, yeah. you're a striker, you're a striker, and I get it. He he likes to wait for like good high high um high probability shots before he shoots on goal. He's not like a man who'll just turn and shoot just for the sake of it." But bro, like we need you. Like the way you and Rashford were carrying us through games the back end of um last season, we need you to do that this season. Because it's still the same manager, it's still the same midfielders behind you who a lot of the time won't be able to find you. I just need to see more, man. I need to see way more from you, man. We don't urgency. Um, so you you're talking about his urgency that yeah. I, I don't think even for our losses, I don't think he ever plays with real urgency. He's a very laid-back, Berbatov kind of player. He don't... Not no, elegant. He's not that Berbatov. He's not No, as I said, not elegant. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah hates <laughs> Berbatov, <laughs> innit? You, you struck on... He's not approach to football. He hasn't... He never... I don't ever see him in urgency. You don't ever see Rash, I mean, Martial burst in the gut to get something. You don't, but I think that back end of last season... He definitely did a lot more than what you usually see from him. The thing is, with attackers, you cannot be an attacker the way Martial plays and be be a, a shooter. Because, bruv, even guys like Messi, yeah, who you think because he's so technically clear, he gets to stroll. When the ball's in and around him, yeah, and he's in and around goal, if you see how sharp and active he is in terms of making things happen, fashioning chances for himself and his his teammates, he's very, very aggressive. You cannot have Martial's laid-back approach to it and expect to be, you can't, you can't. And I definitely saw a difference between how he played the whole of that, the season up to when we came back from COVID. Yeah, he wasn't like Rashford levels of chasing man down or whatever, but for Martial, there was a noticeable difference. And in that noticeable difference, he was more productive and the team benefited as a result. I need you to come back with that level minimum. That needs to be the level of, you can't go back now. You can't go back to the Martial of before, who just like, a few nice touches, a little turn, might duppy a man and then curl a nice... That's not enough, bro. That's not enough. Do you want it now? You're 24. You've been here for five, six years now. Do you want to establish yourself as one of them top guys? Because we know you can do it, but I'm not... Like, I'm at the stage now where I don't have no affinity to none of these players, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying the marker is for him then? Like, to this season, what, what, what's the marker of why you got to get another strike? What is his marker? See, now he's had like a poor two seasons. I think I need to see him at least match last season's numbers. And the overall performances has to have to be better. From now going forward, have to be better overall than his performances were last season. And now that's asking a lot. That's asking a lot because of how poorly he started. But that's the minimum for me, man. You cannot come in and do worse than last season. Go yeah, on. I think I'm going to agree with you. I think he has to be able to match last season but I think I can only accept that if Rashford's in the same amount of goals. Do you know what I mean? If the rest of our strikers are not managing, I need, he needs to get 20 plus. 
You you rely on your front man to get 20 plus for a bar. I can't look at my striker and be getting 17 and generally be happy with that. I was only happy last season because Rashford banged in, he banged in, and Greenwood got a decent amount as well. Right. So it worked out. But if, we, if you're not, if, we're, if all three of them are not going to do that, then 17 is not doing it. He's not doing it for a front man. Not if you want to establish yourself as a, as a, as a, as a front man. That's a good point, man. Well, so let's uh, say, hold on, before you, you interject, Elijah. Okay, um, okay, cool, cool, cool. cool, yeah. cool. Let's <laughs> say um, Greenwood, I think Rash will get in and around last season's numbers. Let's say Greenwood doesn't. How many are you looking for Marshall to grab then? Are you looking for him to make up the difference? That he's got to give me like five, bro. He's got, he's got, get, it's impossible. He's got to give me 20. Like, the, between the front three, they've got to be close to 60, but they've got to be in the 50, between 50 and 60 goals. They have to. If that's the, not, that's, that's the bar. That's the bar of a top yeah, attack. You can't, you can't be giving me less than that, bro. It's not good enough. And like I said, number nine strikers, they are generally be banging, unless you're for Lacazette, you're banging 20 goals a season, bro. That is what your manager wants from you. I don't want interested in, I worked hard. I'm not interested in any of that. Put the goals on the boards. Facts, facts. Um, before we go further, go on, Elijah. I want to see how you, you talk him out of this one. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm very fair, Marshall. I'm very, I'm, I'm very fair, Marshall. Um, but it's actually interesting because you spoke about um before, up until lockdown, that he generally was quite poor. Um, I, I feel like in that period he had one poor month in January where he was really shit with Liverpool. Burnley and then Watford, which was at the start of Feb. Like those three games, really poor. He that game versus Liverpool, essentially lost us that game. He could have got us back into it. Burnley, big chance as well, lost us that game. Did he ever have in that period two good games in a row? Huh? But take out January. Did he have two good games in a row before? He did. He did. He had the Newcastle and Burnley, and then um... the Burnley. I don't even think he played well. He scored. No, no, no. He played well. I think that game he, sh- he should have got another one, but he done that stupidness where he tried to pass to someone else. So like, I, I do feel like he played well in the Burnley game, and like he should should have got another one. Newcastle he played well as well. Um, but yeah, I mean he's had like even at the start of the season when the the Chelsea game he didn't play well, but Wolves he played well. Palace he played well again, but then he got injured at the end of the game. Should have had a penalty as well. Um, then he, he obviously had the he obviously had the injury where it was out until October. Then November, December times he was on and off. Um, and then after the Wolves game, we had the winter break, and then we came back after Chelsea. He scored, played 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 really bad. Um, Watford, he was okay. He scored as well. And then versus Man City, probably one 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 of his best performances last season. Even including lockdown, he was he was incredible. Like he was generally held up the ball. He, like he was generally so good that Gary Neville gave him man the match that game, and that and that's how you know he was good. Scary. But I feel like you you you're completely right in terms of the urgency and all of that. And in terms of the goals, he needs to get more than last season. I'm not having the fact he needs to at least match it. He needs to get more. He needs to get more, and that's going to be more difficult because he's not playing in the Europa League even though he's got, what, two goals in, in the Champions League and last season he got, I think it was four goals in the Europa League. But the thing is, is that even if he does, even if he does, like, match last season, 
I'm not even going to accept that. I want to see consistency in terms of the number of got, got games he's scoring in. So, like, if he's scoring in, like, if he scores, like, 17 goals and he's scored in, like, 10 games, I don't like that because we need someone who, who, who we can rely on who's consistent. He needs to have several games where he's getting at least one because mm. if you just look at the spread, for example, I'll go back to Aubameyang um, last season. I think he played 35 games. He scored in 17 games. And Martial scored in 14 games. And he got 17 goals. And you see it because Aubameyang, this is just another point with Martial. Aubameyang, he scored two goals in five games. Martial does not get multiple goals enough. So that will bring up his tally. So he needs to be more consistent in the games he scores in. And he also needs to be more consistent in the amount of games he, he, he scores in. And I just want to see more. That, that's it, really. I mean, he's had a poor start, but then he had a poor month last season. And I feel like people say it's November, but really and truly, the season starts start, start for us mid-September. So we're kind of like a month. We're kind of like a month further than it looked. We're, 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 we're a month behind where it looked. So it would be right now, that would still be That still wouldn't be good, though. That still wouldn't be good. <laughs> that still really would be good. That really, that it still really would be good. good. But at the end of the day, he has also missed three games as well. And like, of course, I'll say it's too early to jump on him. But would you take? Course. You're not going on about performances here. You want a better performances. Would you take a consistent amount of goals of performances? Or do of you course, want... because of course, because he is a striker. That that's your job. Like, well, some people like to see the performance. I don't care about that. Bro. I no, no. No, yeah, the, the, I'll take the goals over the performances. The thing is, is that more often... When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital grade clean. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask. No Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. If you, if you perform well, you will do your job better. If you perform well as a striker, you will score goals because you are doing the right things. There's hardly, there's hardly times where you don't do the right things and you don't get paid off. And, and with Marshall, he has so much quality that we've seen points where he's not played well but he's still able to grab a goal out of nothing because he's a quality player. He's got talent. But with the performances like of a striker, like Mariah was saying, he needs to be sharper in and around him. Like, he needs to get shots off because there was times there's Everton where he tried to do that lay-lay thing where he's passing it, doing one-twos, get a shot off quickly because then more often than not, with the, way, with, with, with the type of player he is, if he's seen someone who gets a shot off quickly, people close him down. Then he could pop it off and then make another run. And then get an even clearer chance on goal. So it's more, it's more, it's it's about being sharper. Like he needs to be sharp. He needs to take more shots. He really needs to take more shots because that, that's that's hard to, to do. But like when you're, like I'm a striker. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> when you're a striker and you don't take much shots to, to just put that into your game is difficult. I'm someone who didn't take a lot of shots. Like I like to know this. He's getting it. <laughs> So I think he has that mentality. You don't see, he don't pick up the ball and shoot from mad angles or nothing like that. Yeah, he's he someone that. who generally works. Yeah, I agree but, with you. Yeah, you don't do that. 
Yeah, but, he don't take much off. I think he genuinely likes to know that he's got an opportunity of scoring it. But the but the funny thing is, and I'll bring in XG, and he consistently overperforms his XG. And the reason why he does that is because he has got down that curl off from the left hand side down. So because of that, he he's he is scoring low percentage shots. But really for him, it's not a low percentage shot. So my point is on the training ground, do that with every type of situation. Make it so you're you're able to do that from a tight angle, from like where, for for example, like if you see with Ag- Aguero, that that near that near post finish, that is not an easy shot to do, but he has that down pat, so he's able to do that. So I need to see more of that from Marshall with other type, types of finishes because you can't just have one type of shot that you have where you're <laughs> able. To you have to get yeah. The yeah, thing is though, yeah, it's funny. We say that those are the shots we remember coming in from the left, opening opening up his body side yeah. foot. But he showed like he's a good finisher. Like I've seen him hit a kind of a variety of different finishes. The thing is, he doesn't he hit the other finishes enough. That's why exactly. I agree. He doesn't have the same confidence. Like that left foot shot against City, I was sh- I didn't know he had that in him. I didn't know he no. had that in his locker to, to to put that bottom corner on his on his left. And he showed that he's p- pretty decent in the in the air. To be fair to him. So I think actually the attribute, the skill of finishing, he's a pretty good finisher, man. I agree. I think he's great. Yeah, he, I think he's a really good finisher. He just needs to be more. Uh, this is where I'm talking about the aggression. Like I think back to, and this is old school. Like uh, Mista, he played for Valencia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for the most of his career. Yeah, most of his most of his career. Yeah, he was a pretty average striker, but he had a few seasons where he like banged out. And one of the seasons he banged out, they got to the UEFA Cup final. Um, bruv, man got the ball from like the halfway line, yeah, and the shot like it went wide. I was like, this guy's scoring today, and I, <laughs> and he scored. He just had that. You have to have that mentality once you're in and around the vicinity of the goal, yeah, yeah. I could give it to Greenwood. I could give it, but you know what? The best option is here. I'm gonna shoot. The best option here for me, I think, yeah, he's a better player than Rashford. But the way I've been saying for years. Yeah, I know, and you you, you chat to Ant in it, and I know where where, where Ant stays. But the way um, Rashford goes around about his business, you can't help but you can't help but favor Rashford because that, like I say to you guys, that being active and being on your toes and being aggressive is what makes people top top attackers. That is when you look at all the guys who are top attackers. That is one thing they all have in they all have in common. Like it's not even necessarily. If you're like a, a goal scorer, even guys who are creative, they're aggressive in their ability to go about trying to make chances, trying to make progressive things happen on the pitch. When you're content to just lay it off to the side and it's a nice little gather, nice touch, and then you give it to a man, then you're not trying to punish them enough. You're not trying to you punish have them. that killer instinct, bro. And, uh, bro, I think and and it's so, and it's weird because he does. He, He's shown the ability to have it because I always remember the Southampton goal from last season. He picks up from the halfway line, runs at him, runs at him, takes him to the box and pams it into the that's net. That's exactly, that's the game, that game and Crystal Palace where him and Rashford just took it on themselves to Bro. win us the game, yeah? That's why I said, these. if this is how he's going to play now going forward, this guy's going to bag goals and I ain't got no question marks about it. So I was really looking forward to this season because I had a few arguments about him the back end of last yeah, season. Yeah. But... Yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I was really looking forward to this season for him to come out 
And because obviously, once he had a good season or kind of good season, we were like, all right, now you can, you lot can see why we like Martial. And people were like, well, to be fair, he only got seventeen. Like it's all right, but like Dwayne <laughs> said, it's not it's not super impressive. So exactly, this was the season for him to now fully put his stamp down. Yeah, bro, man ain't getting shots on target, man. Come on, man. Do you think? Do you think the manager can can unlock a bit more from players? If we had a different, a better coach, do you think they'll be able to unlock? Or do you think it's just Martial and he's got to be able to do himself? I think for attackers, Oli's good. That's what for for the guys who are strikers and goal scorers. Ollie's a great... See, I think his, prob- his real job is probably striker's coach. Like, <laughs> talking about kn- knowing how to hit the back of the net, he's a great person to teach you. And you can tell when he talks yeah, and, the, and the things he comments about when it comes to Martial, he knows exactly what Martial is lacking. And that's what they're trying to drill into him. So it's kind of like, yes, we're, we're patient with him because he has talent and he wants to learn. He needs to learn, know how to score those scrappy goals. He needs to know how to be active in and around the box. Um... So I don't know if another manager necessarily gets more out of them individually. What a better system does is puts yes, yeah, a better system. Yes, I'd agree. That puts him in a position more where he's able to do the things that he's good at, which will then naturally lead to him being more productive. So we have to give them dues because to be honest with you, him and Rashford, the last five years, one could we say we've had a good attack that allows our strikers to have multiple opportunities. We don't create they don't. Them. They don't. So most games, they'll probably get two, three good chances in a game. So to be fair to you, the numbers they put up when you're thinking of that, it's pretty impressive. But, but still within Martial, he can do more. He can definitely do more. But I agree with you that this is not necessarily the best system for a, a striker to rack up numbers. But Martial himself can definitely do more. Do you know what? It's so strange because I, um, I remember... I remember Berbatov speaking about Martial. He absolutely loves him. Yeah, he literally worships the 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 ground he walks on for some reason. I mean, it's good, but I, I actually still hate him. But um he, he was speaking about Martial and he he always used to say, um, it's 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 strange because this guy is so talented, so talented, but he's his competence can get knocked so e- so easily. And it's weird. It's weird, and I feel like Thinking about it, I think that's that that's Serbia game where he missed those chances and we lost the game, and then we're coming back off after Palace is not sharp, and the more and more it continues, the more and more his confidence goes down. And then you spoke about after lockdown, and I will still remember the first game back, people were complaining about Martial versus Spurs, saying same on Martial, lazy, just not being involved in the game. He gets that hat trick versus Sheffield United. And you could even see him on the bench smiling. And from then on, he just kicked yeah. on for, for the for the rest of lockdown. And it's I feel I feel like being that much of a confidence player, it's gonna be an issue for, for him, man. Because like there are there are times where things aren't aren't going well, and you still need to be able to do the basic things that you are needed to for your job. So it's like, bro. I, I completely un- understand it, but like it's it's getting to a point now where bro, like you're not even being technically secure. Like you, you need to shape up, and I'm hoping with the run of games that's going to be kicking off from from November to Jan, he's going to get get into a groove and then he can kickstart something because there, there there's still time to forge a decent season for, for, from this. So 
we'll see in that regard. I think but at 24, anyway. for me, he's not last saloon. I like Marshall, but I can't be saying this when he's 25, 26. 20. He's got to do it now. Like he's had long enough to, to establish himself, but he, he's, he's going too slow. So for me, if he, if he doesn't do it this season, I am done with him, bro. Like this is his last chance for me. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I hear yes, you. Yeah. And it's so, it's so interesting. This is the final thing I'll say, yeah, is that when you actually go back and look at strikers, the only guys who really bag goals before they're twenty, like t- before they're twenty-five, are like the phenomenons, like the Ronaldo's, exactly. the um, so that's Ronaldo, that's in CR, um, no R nine, um, not even bro, not even Zlatan. I think there was one season in Juve when they were winning leagues where he grabbed like three league goals, like uh, even Zlatan. It wasn't until like he was 25, 26. Most of them, you go and look, and it's 25, 26 when they turn that corner and they start being like prolific, like because it's a combination of the mental attributes, the physical attributes, and the knowledge accumulation of having played so many games and understanding the different ways to approach different defenses. Um, so to write a man off at 24 feels a bit harsh, but I feel like with the context of what we know of Marshall, remember two of his seasons. He lost them to Jose Mourinho, him and Rashford. Like, when I think of them, I think they're two years further behind in their development than they should be because those seasons under Jose, man was dropping them. Man was dropping them for whatever. They're picking up the ball on the half turn at the halfway line and they have to find they have to find the route to go. So I, I do pity them in that regard. Oli's the first coach they've had in three years who's basically just said, no matter how you play, you're going to start the next game. You're going to start the next game. You're going to start the next game giving them that confidence. So it feels like too soon to give up on him, but I'm with you as well, Dwayne, man. If, if it don't he's happen this season... I'm not saying he's got to go bang with 25. I've got to see something. I've got to see something in this season. Mm. I can't afford another dead season from him. I just can't do it, man. Same. Like, same. I know you're saying... You got one, you got one more in you, Elijah, yeah? I know you're saying that. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. All those goals there. But when a man like Lukaku could do it, you can do it, bro. Like, it's not. Do you know what? It's not even that. Like, oh, this is last season. The thing is, yeah, I've as soon as I saw Greenwood, I, I've not been concerned about. I'm actually not concerned about that now. For for me right now with Marshall, it's a fact of either make it so we have to play top two up top or you're back up to Greenwood. Like that's it. Like. At this point, Greenwood is looking like he's going to be an incredible number nine. So at this point, it's like, bro, it is your job to make it so we have sick competition or we're playing two up front. Otherwise, you're going to be on the bench and that's it. Like, Yeah. So Vlatan, that season at Juve, he scored seven league goals, 10 goals in 47 games. Um, His first, what I'd call prolific league season, so above um, 20 league goals, was when he was 27. Jesus, man. And then yeah. he just went on a madness from there. Yeah, because, I mean, it, like, with with strikers, you see, like, they will blossom late, like a Falcao. Like, he, he, he came he came to the fore quite late. Even mm. Lewandowski comes to the fore quite late. So, in a sense, it is harsh on Martial, but, and especially thinking about the fact that last season, we, last season was his first season as an actual number nine throughout the season. So, you spoke about the fact that Playing the position, you get that that know how. He hasn't had that know how in playing playing that for that. that, that well. So it's a, it, it, it's very weird, but I feel like he's so good. 
this type of pressure is needed on him. And he and he's even said himself like he 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 prefers it when coaches and managers are harsh on him. So yeah, it's whatever. That's that's good because I don't think I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> Bab, he 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 no, said he, he loved Luke and how. Would you say he said what? No, it, it, he, 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 said, he said the reason why he used to love work with Louis van Gaal is that he was really hot, hot really harsh on him. And I found that weird, but apparently he really li- liked it. I bet he's not like a man even harsh. He just thought he was harsh. Like, mm. He doesn't seem like someone that can take <laughs> it. Like, he seems like, like he leaves like, the arm around him all the time. He's not someone who can... I don't, he doesn't look bad to me. He do not look like he just kicks him on the back and keeps him pushing. Like, it's like you tap me, he's turning around, but he, he looks a bit soft to me, man. Yeah, yeah, it's true. No, no, I think, I think it does, but it's just like it just goes over his head rather than it stimulates him. So we'll be like, <laughs> so, so we'll be like, so, so we'll be like, oh yeah, mama, ma- ma- marshal your shit. And we're like, okay. <laughs> and then we'll be like, oh, 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 facts. facts. <laughs> like, calm. <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, let's go on to some, a few listeners' questions. Um. All right. All right. This one is from Ayaveli. He says, "Has Oli's failure to instill a good level level of intensity on a game by game basis the biggest failure as a manager so far?" No, I think the intensity is not the issue. Well, it is part of the issue, but I think the main issue there is just no system. I don't know what kind of football we're going to play from week to week. Probably. So I don't think that's the, the main failure. It's one of them, but I don't think it's the main thing. I think we, we, the fact that we still don't have an identity to this day, I think is the biggest thing for me. Yeah, I agree with Dwayne. Cool. That was nice and easy. Um, I, could, right. hear from your, I could hear from your side that it wasn't a good question, to be honest. <laughs> well, love hey, to Ayoveli, though. No, you're a bad guy, bro. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> I'm not Rodney. I'm not Mr. Y- Yaga who will call him out. So, you know. <laughs> um, this question, I'll give another, a bit of context because he linked the tweet. Uh, this one's from PM Legend. He said, why are people advocating for this my club? Uh, the crap is since Pochettino took charge of Spurs, he won three away games against the fellow Big Six. Those three away games off the top of my head were City away in 15-16, United in stuff, United 18-19 and... Yeah, his memory's crazy. And, and Chelsea 17-18. So those were the three. I wish. The thing is, yeah, generally you don't beat big teams at home. So I, I, I hate when people bring up that, oh, he hasn't beaten big teams. You don't generally beat big teams at home. Yeah, the, re- <laughs> the reason the reason why we want Pochettino, the reason, let me speak for myself, the reason why I want Pochettino is because of the track record of what I've seen him achieve at Spurs and at Southampton. So I've seen him come into teams, improve them with not much investment, get the best out of players, bring in a style, be tactically flexible pre-game. Um, his in-game management, that's questionable. He also tends to look to the youth team and bring young players in and improve them. So those are three boxes that tick it for me. I do question his in-game management and how he, how he reacts when things aren't going well. But that for me is enough. Like 
people are so obsessed with this idea of a manager having had to have like won something. And I don't know if like if Pochettino like won an FA Cup or a League Cup or a Europa League, if people's opinions on him would be completely different. But I have to look at the quality of the coaching and then the resources that coach has available to him. At this point in time, yeah, we don't have the best team in the league, but I think with the quality we have, we should be a comfortable top four side, yeah? Agreed. With what, with what I've seen from Mauricio Pochettino, with the team that he had at Spurs, I think his managerial style is able to achieve that goal with our players. And then what then caps how successful he is, is what he gets from the board. The additional resources that he's the additional resources that he's able to bring in to, to improve the team and, and, and so forth. But yeah, for that, for me, I I I have him as my 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 standout, my standout um choice. He knows the league, got a track record, he knows how to win. Come on, man. Or oh, you know that's a win game. So yeah, for me, when people call him crap because he only won three away games against the top six with Spurs, mind you, yeah. Same, bro. Spurs and Southampton. I think it's ridiculous, man. I mean, those. Me, also, uh, before I go, on, those three games were just with um, Tottenham. By the way, he did beat us with Southampton. I think, I believe. I, I'm actually not too sure about that, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. For me, um, I I don't see another candidate out there. Like I know people are gonna shoot me here. I was calling for Brendan for a minute still. Like I want a coach that brings a style. I want to be able to look at the team. And no, you know what? That is United. It's been a, so long. I think Louis Van Gaal was probably the last time we had a style of play. And I think with Louis Van Gaal, it was unfortunate because he had a brand of football he wanted to play with the wrong players. Um, and he didn't get the players he wanted in. So facts. what he say again? I said facts. Completely. Yeah, what he was trying to do, he didn't have the right players to do it. But I can at least see the brand of football that was being built. Since then, well, it's just guys on the pitch playing ball. So for me, Poch makes sense because he has a brand of football. And like I said, he brings in the youth exactly how United like to do it. And he gives us a start of play. I, I, I just can't see any other candidate that, that, that's in a better position than me. Yeah. And, and I do think with um, the Pochettino thing, I do feel like there's just a lack of context there in terms of comparing it to other coaches comparing it to the resources they have just basically what people love to do with stats is that you you can't compare a stat to a stat without considering the other variables around it and that's what people are doing with Pop Pochettino because at the end of the day it's Spurs and as and as far as you take Spurs they will Spurs and exactly. has seen it himself and that's it Spurs will Spurs and that's just them so, I mean, but even in himself, he could have done better in those games. I do feel like he does let games drift a lot with his tactical his tactical in-game management. And I feel like that is something, the famous quote where uh, Chiellini said, this is the history of Spurs. That game <laughs> is exactly what happened. Spurs were 1-0 uh, up, 3-2 uh, up, and they bottled it. And it was just the history of Spurs. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I feel like... I don't think Pops got it wrong very many times. I think the Champions League final, I think he got it wrong. Um, but generally, I don't... There's not many times I thought, oh, watch me, you, you completely effed up. No, there was a, a, a FA Cup tie with United where he got it wrong as well. Uh, um, Chelsea as well. Not, actually, not Chelsea. I, 
I feel like they played well, but then they just got done by better quality off the bench. But the yeah. FA Cup one, he, he dropped. He, he played a second string team against United and got him paid for it. But Chen, I don't think he makes. He, he, I don't think he gets it wrong often. Yeah, he he, he doesn't. I mean, I he, agree with the, with the quality of players we have. I love to see what he do. He, he'd be able to do with them. Genuinely, uh, genuinely, I would love to see um, Pochettino with Wambasaka. To be honest, wow, what, 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 what do you mean? Huh? Wow, what, what are you expecting? I just want to see what he will do with him because he's a right back and Pochettino loves his right backs to get forward. So I just want to see how... He's getting he... dropped. He is getting, he dropped. He's getting dropped. I think he gets he's dropped getting more. dropped. He's getting dropped. No, because we're going three at the back and he's playing right side <laughs> of the back. I think he gets dropped personally. I just don't think... Same. I love... I, I love Wamasaka, but if you are a dominating side, he's just no good for you because you don't right. need defending. When we played against PSG, yeah, you need a one soccer. When you're playing against Burnley, he's no good to you. Yeah, facts, 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 facts. Um, yeah, right. that's where we stand on Pochettino, PM legend. We got another question from Pope Suizus. In an idle world where the club isn't completely useless, who would you want at DM? Well, party, but he's gone. Um, you need to stop talking about it. It's done now. It's done. Camavinga in France looks like an absolute madness. He looks like he's going to be the next sick youth to come through. Um, I think he could do that role for a few years um, before probably moving a bit further forward in the midfield. Um, Villa's DM, Douglas. Yeah, he's quality. Um, those three stand out to me. Um, you can say some that you've got in mind, Dwayne. While I think, Nabi. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, those three stand out to me. Nevers. Nah. Who? Nevers. Nevers. He's a good footballer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm in agreement with you there. We need. We need energy in that middle of the park. Someone who's gonna boss the midfield, bro. That is what we require right now. Mm. Agreed. <laughs> He does get about quite a bit for like even me. That that was my biggest doubt about him as well. But he plays in that Wolves too, and he does get about. But I you, mean, would you say he gets about generally speaking, or he gets about for the type of midfielder that he is? There you go. I think he gets about generally speaking. I feel like mm. he is decent and he is robust as well. Like he's not a weak guy. He's he's, he's got a, like he can't be moved off the ball, and he. If if he tackles you, then you'll you'll feel it. You'll feel it. Good passing <laughs> range. Um, w- would you take him? I would. I've I've, I've, oh, I've said for a long time I would because I feel like that wall system limits him a lot. I feel like if you give him the ability to pick out a Rashford or a Greenwood or a Marshall, he would have so much fun. So where do you so play? Huh? Where do you play? I'll, I'll play him as a DM. Well, and drop one of that match or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that. That's it. I do, I do that. Even if like, if that's what you offered me, but if I had to go out and get a DM, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's uh, nah, man. Yeah, I understand. I mean, there's not many out there because the problem is, is that we have to think about the ability to cover ground, and yeah, that's it. The problem is, is that I don't know why God made it this way, but He gave the best 
footballers the worst lungs and like <laughs> you can't have it all. <laughs> yeah, man, you can't, you can't have it all. So, I mean, it's it's it, like it, like no, it could. Advanced gave us the worst lungs. Like because at the end of the day, because if not, then we have people suggesting people like Rice and Indeedy and all them. I like Indeedy. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh no 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 he's atrocious he's atrocious on the ball right now he and Mariah are Nigerian we watch this guy for our country nah absolutely not man absolutely not I'm telling you yeah within a month you'd be sick of him at Man U man you'd be sick of him he's better than them man there bro Think of one Basaka. It's one Basaka all over again. It's generally one Basaka all over again. <laughs> Just think about that. And e- even me, I actually like one Basaka. Indeed, yeah. he's so much worse on the ball. Oh. Yeah, we could we can't get away with that. The thing is, yeah, the t- the type of DM you need at our level, that like you say, they're unicorns. They, they need to be athletes who can play, man. And it's to watch them, yeah, to watch them. one of them at a good age in party go to Arsenal for a price that we could afford. That's that's so criminal. I, I, Poor recruitment, bro. That's so that's so so bad, man. I, I can't believe it. Really, I would have even taken Thiago. Honestly, I would have even taken. Again, like it's not a, it's not essential in our team. A Thiago. The thing is, though, I, I I don't think he has a problem playing the deepest role. My issue with him would be his ability to stay fit, but his ability to actually play the deepest role and contribute defensively and obviously with his playmaking as well I don't have any worries about that what I worry about is his ability to play the whole season and um, keep up with the physical side of, of I think in a Liverpool team that works fantastic he can play the deep control because he's not going to have that much defending to do at United currently we have a lot of defending to do it will limit his game I hear you being exposed being exposed, being exposed in transition I hear you I hear you but to to be fair, at Bayern he he does get exposed a lot, and he's actually very underrated defensively. He's like, good defensively. He intercepts. He reads the game really well. Yeah, actually, good man. But um, yeah, I mean, he he he's gone as well. So <sighs> they were left with Fred. Yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had to yeah you had to remind me of that. Yeah. Oh God, Fred. Do you think Hassan Hull has the pedigree to take United forward where others have failed? Tell him. Do you think Hassan Hootl, the manager of Southampton, has the ability to take United forward? They're a well-coached side. They're a well-coached side, but that's a huge jump, man. I, I think, think he's got more than Oli. There's no doubt about that, but it's not mean, someone who, I want. Who, who, who doesn't? Put in line. The thing is, <laughs> yeah, I think having the respect of the dressing room is probably more important than your actual ability as a coach. And I just don't know where a manager who managed Southampton, as solid as a side as they are, who hasn't actually won anything, what respect is he going to command in that dressing room? A lot of them haven't won any. A lot of them haven't won anything either. To be fair, but you got it's still Manchester United, bro. But, but, you got cheap. You have got but, the cheap. Because <laughs> you got a manager who was at Cardiff, don't you dare, bro. bro he, he, no, 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 bro, bro, bro. He gets in. Of the technicality of being a, a, a great for the club, in it. Of you my respect. You think they're listening to him, man? Of course. Like, I think I think he has respect in the dressing room. He's but, one of the men. That's as far as it goes. But 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 this is very interesting because we spent 
a long chunk talking about Pochettino and the fact that it's coming. So he's, so he's, so he's coming from below. Spurs is not as big as United, not as big as Southampton, not as big as Espanyol, and he hasn't won anything as well. But he is seen as the outstanding candidate. So do you believe that it's the fact that has Hassan Wall doesn't have that? It doesn't hasn't made that jump to like a Spurs type club. That's the gap. That's the gap he needs to bridge. You can't go from Southampton to Manchester United. It just, it just can't happen. Like you, you're right, but you, because it's just, it's just how the game is. It's the same way. It's, it's, it's the same way. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same way. Yeah. A Barrett Eze is gonna go to Crystal Palace. He's gonna ball out. Then somebody's gonna buy him for sixty million when you could have just got him. I'm not, I, I don't. Job to take the chance. I hear you. That's different with a singular player, but when you have to lead that dressing room, I think Pochettino comes in glitz and glamour in it. The next job he's going into is going to be a team that is either the favourite in their league to win the title or they're the second favourite. No, no lower than that. So he comes in with a prestige, right? Um, Hassan Hootel, I can't even tell you who he managed before Southampton. Like Leipzig. There you go, man. Great. You go from Leipzig <laughs> to South. You go from Leipzig to Southampton. That tells you the levels. Leipzig are what third, fourth biggest team in Germany. Man went to South Southampton, bro. He, no, but the thing is, he realized. He, he realized. Listen, I got to build it back. I got to build it back. <laughs> Basically, I, I mean, he, he was at he he was at he 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 was actually at Leipzig when they weren't even that big as well. And hey. so, um, but yeah, he is a really good coach. Um, but I. Agree with Mariah. Um, I think it was Nagelsmann who said um, management is is seventy percent social scores and management and thirty percent coaching and ta- tactics. And that and this is a guy who is seen as a coaching phenomenon right now. So for him to say that, I mean, it is clearly a thing. Says it all. Uh, Says it all, but I think now, Dwayne, I think Oli does get that respect in there. He managed quite a few of them as young players. Yep. He's got 99, he, he, he's got Fergie, he's got Fergie. He's, he's got like he walks them, he walks them corridors at United, and people respect him. He achieved, yeah, right. he achieved I mean, he for what he did, yeah. But as a coach, they man can't rate him, bro. They can't, they don't, they probably don't rate him as their coach, but they rate him as a man. I and yeah, but when he starts talking tactically, then man are not listening. Oh, yeah, that's all cap. That's but, all cap. That's all cap. <laughs> but that is the fun. That's the funny thing, and it goes on to another question we had where he said, "What are we going to do? How are we going to get Oli Gunnar Solskjaer out?" And that's the thing, because they respect him as a man, they will not down tools, and that is the difference between Mourinho, who is a good tactical coach. But they did not respect him as a man, and they got him out by downing tools. With Solskjaer, it's gonna be the complete opposite. I don't even think they downed the tools with, 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 with Jimmy. They, they did. They I did. think he emptied himself over a guy against Pogba. I think that was his biggest mistake. Nah, they downed tools on him. Lingard, <laughs> from time Valencia, you're having beef with Valencia. That guy had a problem with no manager in the world for like ten years, and you're having a problem with Valencia. The guy doesn't even speak English, bro. Like, come on, man. You <laughs> <laughs> were there for vibes. Ah, oh, so sad. Yeah, ho- but, the thing um, about Jose, yeah, before you finish up or ask another question, Elijah, is that he comes from a different era, innit? He's used to man like Terry, Lampard, yeah. DJ Drogba, Michael Ballack, Essien, Michael 
big boys, bro. We're coming in and we're coming to win. And if you're not on it, go. That's not how these youths are. Like we know how youths are these days, Dwayne. Like how 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 sensitive they are when it when it comes to everything. So you can't manage you can't manage players like that anymore. You can't manage players like that, and it's the same yeah, way. I totally agree. Even at grassroots, bro, it's, it's, it's taken out of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the game's gone, man. <laughs> game, the, the game's gone, lads. <laughs> <laughs> and and talking about um. This is a good segue. We'll talk about youth development. Uh, got a question from Mr. J Double. With the direction Ollie is hair heading in, are you worried about Greenwood's development? Hmm, it's interesting because I think um Marais made a good point about him being a good coach with, with striker. So I think he's probably in good hands there. But it's about giving him the right time, right game time, right game management. I don't think Oli's got that, but I don't think it's going to harm him, if I'm honest with you. As much as I don't like Oli, I don't think he's going to harm his development. I agree. I think I think he's that level of talent that as long as he doesn't get injured, he's going he's going to the top, really. Yeah, there are just some talents, like, they're just foolproof. But the guy's he's finishing it, he's mad. It's just mad. Honestly, that- his technical level is just good all around. Even how yeah. he receives, he turns... He gives it to guys. He gets all the pressure. The only thing he's waiting for now, yeah, is for his body to physically come to the man's level. Once he gets to that, it's curtains. When Uh, when he first crossed here, I was like, no, this guy can't play. I knew he had a finishing. I was like, this guy can't really really play out here, but he can't beat no one. But prove man wrong. I see him a couple step-overs here and he jigs in. And I thought, okay, he's actually got something in there. But I thought he was just finishing. But he's definitely, nah. he's, his game has developed well, man. Do you know what? I, I, I remember there was a point, like, I think it was the season before in 1819, where every single weekend on the under-18s, I'm seeing this guy score a hat-trick, bro. Like, like, <laughs> like this guy was 16, and he, and he was bad enough under-18s, and I'm like, I've not seen that before. And I, I was so confident that he was going to be it, because... And I, I still remember when we went on tour um, last year, and we and we we all said on this pod that Greenwood is a better talent than Marshall of Rafford, and he needs to start soon. And we and we and we were saying that in what June, uh, July, two thousand nineteen, and he wasn't even starting until what June the next year mm-hmm. as a proper star. So it's it like I think he he's just foolproof. Like yeah, that guy's going to the top, man. And last question, yeah. Last question is our inability to play just one defense-minded midfielder down to personnel or coaching. Run that again. Is our ability to just to play with one DM down to personnel or coaching? Coaching the system, I think. I think he's just got. He's, if he's going to do it, he has to have a system that works with that, and he has to have the right personnel. He can't make the decisions. That uh, he, he's, he's incapable of making the right decision. If he's going to play with one DM, he has to have the right pair at the back. And I don't think he's got the balls to make that decision. He right. makes the popular decisions. He, like even down to the diamond, the media picked that for him. <laughs> yeah, the media picked that. I, I was calling it for a while, but the media picked it. He went and played that against Arsenal when they played five in a minute. You can't do that. That's just, it's, it's, it's a horror show. What are you thinking? And we're watching a game of football. He's watching the same game and doesn't make a change until half time. He has no idea tactically. 
you know what? Do you know where he teased me when he switched things up against PSG? I was like, oh yeah, Oli, you're learning something, but that was a mis- that was an accident. man. Done it again against Leipzig as well. He, he made a small change where even when um he made the changes, he went to four two three 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 one for a bit, and it worked well. And then against Arsenal, I'm like, bro. Are you not seeing what's happening? Like it was just a whole forty-five minutes he left it. Because you've got your plan A. When your plan, like you see it with the with the coaches who truly understand the game, yeah, they're watching. They're seeing how you're stifling them. This is what I'm gonna do to remedy that remedy the issue that you've caused for me. Ollie is just watching them. Eventually, Pogba's gonna get out of the press. Or Bruno's gonna play a pass. Or Rashford's gonna beat his man. Or Marshall's gonna, that's all he's waiting for to have. Oh, or Wamba Saka's gonna play one good pass or have one good touch. Bro, it's it's, it's much more than that at this level, man. It's much more. When, when, when the players, le- the levels of your players are not so far between, that highlights the gap in the level of coaching even more so. Um, And I don't wanna, I don't wanna see it. And yeah, if he stays the majority of the season, so I'm talking about he's still here in. If you took it, <laughs> I know. Ah, never mind. There's uh, that part of me that just hopes, man. It's just a hope. It's a hope that kills you, man. Hashtag free the man, then, blood. Like, he's got to go, man. <laughs> Facts. Uh, I mean, I just don't. I, I just, I'm, I'm so sad that we won. I can't believe I'm. I, yeah, I, honestly, I was not happy at the end of that game. When the my thing was. I get to the point sometimes where I say to myself, I just want to lose because I wanted the manager gone. I don't think there's enough pressure on him right now for one, that game would have, would have cost him. I thought he was, he was still going to you, you, you see me neither, but I'm like, that added another month to his job. Like that win just added another month. <laughs> That's, that, Every that time was... he pulls out a win where he's not expected to win, it adds another month to his job, man. But they've got to stop waiting. That's the problem. They've got to get too bad. To make a decision. That's you ridiculous. Know you know, you that's just my issue with them. You in yourselves know you don't think he's the man to take us where we need to get to. This. Get him out, bring in the person so they have the time to still achieve this season's objective. Because the way COVID hit us, the way right. COVID hit us, we cannot like we talk about Man United, money, 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 all that. We cannot afford to not make Champions League again. We can't really afford it. And it's not like they're gonna wait for that, but they're gonna fully wait for it. And they're gonna wait for it, and then and and the situation the new coach will be in is you have to have a mad run of form for us to get top four. Totally agree, mate. It's, it's ridiculous. Not fair. It's not fair. I don't understand why they need to wait, 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 wait. At the end of the day, I when he first came in, I didn't want to have a job in. Yeah, I when he when they appointed him the first time, I was like, cool, I get this, I understand it. But when they started talking about permanent man, I was like, oh, I don't know about all that. Like, well, well, as much as he was the other mad run. I wasn't keen on it. When they gave it to him, I said, all right, cool. What you do is you'll get us to the next stage, but he can't go any further than that. He's got us to that stage now. There is no... He is not the man to take you to any titles or cups. You have to accept that. And for me, as a, just a regular fan, I can see that. As a man running the club, you must concede this guy can't take you any further. Of course they can. Of course they can, but he's, he's a safe choice. There's still... The fans who go to the stadium still believe in him off, off, the back of what, off the back of what he achieved as a player. It's not based on what he's he's done as a coach. And that, for them, is a buffer, in it? We all let 
Oli, when he gets these big results, Oli, 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 and we'll let him take the heat. When he gets bad results, they may moan and grumble, look at the board. But then he always, and the team always just get that result that gives him a bit more breathing space, a bit more breathing space. This, is Manchester, this is Manchester United. We're getting close to a decade since we last bro, won a major trophy. I can't afford to go to them Liverpool runs. You know, <laughs> We're getting close to a decade since we, we, last, we last won something. And the reason why I'm not filled with hope is that, yes, the coach and the players are important, but it's an organisation that wins. You have to be world class from the top down. You cannot have uh, you cannot have an incompetent board, incompetent people at director level, and think that then ah oh, having a, a good coach and good players will be enough. Everything needs to be in that same direction, and we don't have it. And the guys who are in power now, who are in charge, they don't know how they got here, but they're here now. So I will, you will have to kill me. You will have to kill me to take Manchester United away from me. And the Glazers are all right. Because with all the money they lost, didn't they still take their 23 million dividend? This year? They don't care, bro. As long as Manchester United is still giving them their 23 to 30 million every single year, you lot can do whatever you want with this club. Not our problem. We're from America, bro. We don't even watch soccer. Like, what's that? <laughs> Bab. Oh, man. The one fact that is so funny about our board is the fact that Woodward, Richard Arnold are... Co- our commercial director and Matt Judge, they all went to uni at they all went to the same uni at the same time. Mm. They bam, Woodward basically gave the job to his boys. And just that put the man them on. <laughs> Literally just put the man them on. Put the man them on. You can't I can't knock it. But fam, dirty guy. Dirty guy. And on oh, that note, God. we're gonna end it. Um I know we won, but that was probably um a very sad pod and it's because we know we're not going we're not I ain't gonna lie I was fooled bro <laughs> lockdown oh, man yeah the, uh, I'm, Elijah, I'm so, it's gonna get worse before it gets better <laughs> the thing is I'm so scared it is but if I do if it does get get worse I really hope that it just rings 9am a couple of times while it is bad. <laughs> I really hope that Marshall Poole pulls it out for me, my guy. <laughs> serious, I think we all, we, we, we all do, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see, man. It's, it's tough times, man. It's tough times, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, we're at the end. Um, as always, use the hashtag when you're talking about the pods, when you're complaining about what we've said or whatever. Um, <laughs> The visuals come out on Wednesday, and yeah, that's it. Thanks for coming on, boys. Mariah, Dwayne, appreciate great, it. Man. Uh, great Thank for, for first appearance. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, first, first of that's many, happened. I reckon. Yeah, yeah man. Good luck, man. Nice one, Respect, bro. Man. All right, nice one, Elijah. Peace. Yeah. This show brought to you by Quibbids. Looking for an incredible way to save big this holiday season on Apple AirPods, Samsung HD TVs, Keurig coffee makers, gift cards, and so much more? Then check out Quibids.com, a revolutionary online auction site where you can save up to 95% on your favorite smart devices, electronics, kitchen appliances, and more. So stop paying retail today. That's Q-U-I-B-I-D-S.com. Visit Quibids now. Sports Social Podcast Network.